Today, we're going to be sitting down with uh, Greg DeKalb. Uh, he is the CEO of Appointments IQ. He's one of the hosts of uh, Tony P's networking events. He's also uh, one of the founders of Green and Shy and uh, just so much other stuff. He does uh, the ho He's the host of the Science of Business Development podcast, uh, host, uh, and it's, yeah. a, it's another human just way above our league. Yeah, he's just killing it. When you have a business that has IQ in the business name, like we shouldn't be allowed to talk to you. <laughs> but he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's uh, uh, such a very humble and uh, cool guy to talk to. Smart, so smart when it comes to the business side of things. Uh, and we talked to Tony P., uh, his partner in crime, right? Uh, during, I was thinking that, like in the, the midst of the pandemic, like when everything was at the height of. It was episode two. It was like episode two of our yeah. Wow, we've grown so much. It's been a while. So we talked to him then. We figured it'd be good now that things are starting to open back up and they're doing events. Uh, we figured it'd be great to have Greg on. Do you think Greg's offended that we didn't interview him first? I guess we'll ask him. Yeah, we'll ask him when he comes on. <laughs> Uh, it's, I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, you know, I always get to see him at the networking events, but just in passing. So it's real nice to, you know, block out some time to just get to talk to Greg for a little bit. So, uh, this will be fun. Uh, stay tuned and he's coming up right now. How are you? You're you're are you in you're not in the city right now, are you? No, no, no. I'm in my home studio. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, man. so uh, but you have the backdrop. Is that the one from the events that we had man, on your birthday? This this backdrop is the original. So the OG. Yeah, the OG. I got that about five years ago. And uh it was uh it was when we didn't have any money at all. And we're like, man, we got to do something different with our events. Hey, let's get a step and repeat. So we we looked around and we ended up getting this thing that's like a, I mean, this thing was like a tank putting it together and stuff that has a million screw, screws and bolts and things like that. Like now you can pop them up like a tent. Oh, yeah. You know? No problem. But this thing, yeah, it's like a hard vinyl and everything and you have to iron it and shit. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I saved it and now I now it lives in the basement on the wall. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, as long as you don't have to take them up and down, they're not awful. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's nailed. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, but the new ones, yeah, you just, you know, fold them together like a tent and you're done. Yeah, that's nice. It's it, fun, uh, though. I, I always have, a, like, our new brand ambassadors for Tony P events. Like, all yeah. right, your first your first test is to see if you can figure out the step and repeat banner. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, so I, you, I think you met uh, Michael at the last uh, Tony P event, or at least two ago. What's going on, Michael? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for Good sure. Time. I remember you. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, Tyler, who I don't think you've met. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Oh, I'm you get not. a. Oh man, gold mics for everybody. Oh, absolutely <laughs> for everyone here. Okay, you treat your people good. I like that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, we try our best to. Um. 
and uh but yeah those the step and repeats are cool i uh when i i remember the first time they sent me out of town on a on a trip and i had to go set that up first of all he got off the plane and then we had it on our shoulder like brett and i both did because it's like 10 feet yeah and it's just like two of us walking out of an airport with a giant tube and uh that uh would they had to set it up and take it down 10 times before they let us get on that plane like not at the airport at the office but it's just it's ridiculous setting those things at the old one but but um so uh, we wanted to talk to you about like the the beginning of your journey to uh, like now what is like appointments iq and tony p's uh networking events and now you guys have like green and shy and all that so we just wanted to uh pinpoint the beginning of your journey uh before we go any further yeah yeah so the journey really began so tony and i go way back uh probably going on 20 years now and uh, the journey began when I was working as uh, a head of sales for uh, a couple of startup companies and created a business development model, a business development model, lead generation model. And essentially, um, we created Appointments IQ. I brought it to Tony. He got excited about it and wanted to uh, come on board. And we partnered up and we developed this company, Appointments IQ. And part of that process of building the company was going out and securing new clients. Uh, the best place we found to get new clients were networking events. So Tony had a good in at a lot of the networking events happening in Chicago. So we took advantage of that. We created a spreadsheet, went out, hit all these networking events. And then, uh, yeah, it didn't take long, but uh, we became known for the networking guys around Chicago. And, you know, people were tapping us on the shoulder, asking us to do an event and, Took a little bit, but uh, uh, you know, finally got Tony uh, excited about it, and yeah, we launched our first Tony P event uh, in August. Uh, I think August fifteenth of uh, two thousand seventeen at uh, at Rocket in River North in Chicago. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, so so you guys met like some twenty years ago, but you guys didn't jump right into uh, like it. it I, I think, I mean, I've heard this story before, but I mean, I feel like there was a little bit more like, the, uh, I actually heard this story on our second episode. We had Tony on and he was right. telling us that you were like, we can do this. Like, let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So when we, when we first got it started, I mean, obviously we were um, entering into the entrepreneurial world. Uh, we were both, you know, we both went to universities and then got involved with corporations and we were both climbing that corporate ladder and we were both heavily involved in, in sales. We're both sales guys. So, you know, that's how we got to know each other. We were just running around Chicago, uh, kind of being knuckleheads, being sales guys, uh, blowing off steam on the weekends and, you know, going to Cub games and that type of thing. Um but yeah, it wasn't until later on where we kind of realized where we were both in kind of the same place in our careers where it's like, okay, we've been through corporate America for quite a while now. Um, you know, we see and we we're hearing of these success stories of these other people that took a chance, you know, people that we grew up with or went to college with or something like that, who seem to be, li you know, living um, uh, a very free life. You know, yeah. um, and it was always a bug that I'd had. I always I always uh, wanted to explore that. I just didn't know when would be the right time. 
um, especially, you know, having a family and everything, it's a huge risk, right? Because you essentially start over at, at zero and the, um, the odds of success, you know, for anybody is just, it's, it's stacked against you from the get-go. Um, so that, that meeting with Tony, uh, I, I remember it very vividly because we, um, we sat down and, uh, we talked a little bit about having a conversation about building the company, et cetera. And I was real excited about sharing this business development, uh, lead generation idea appointments IQ with them. And we met at Kincaid's, which is, you know, a popular spot in uh, Lincoln park. And we sat down and yeah, sure enough, you know, we pulled out a paper napkin. I started scribbling down, you know, some ideas. Hey, you know, we have these software partners in place. We have access to these type of databases. Hey, you know what? We know these different these individuals who run these type of business service, you know, that offer these type of business services. So we quickly were able to put together the information we needed to go out and, uh, you know, pitch our services, roll the dice, you know, and we packed on client after client and, uh, you know, like I said, we, we always kept our foot on the gas with business development. And our main channel for that was the networking events. So, you know, Tony, um, as I mentioned, he, he'd been doing this, um, you know, nonstop for a call the last 15 years. He'd already knew, hey, you know, Tuesday, you know, I do lunch with this group. And, you know, Thursdays we meet at this place, you know, for this group, you know. So he had it pretty much all mapped out and introduced me to a lot of it. I just I just thought it was awesome. All the all the energy, the people, uh, all the different venues and just, you know, meeting people and networking and putting yourself out there. It was, uh, it was obviously very intimidating at first, but, you know, once you get the hang of it and, you know, people start coming up to you and things of these nature, you know, you um, you kind of get good at it. And, you know, Tony and I, we just, you know, really, we would go into the we'd go to these events and people would come up to us and because we promoted them so heavily and we bring so many people with us to these events. You know, a lot of times people would think that we were the host. And, you know, it wasn't until enough people, uh, enough times of people coming up to us saying, hey, great event, you know, and Tony having to say, well, you know, we actually are just promoting the event. It's really not ours, you know, we did that handful of time. And then me. um, So I'm always, you know, I'm um, uh, I got a higher, I guess, tolerance for risk, you know, so I'm always trying new ideas and new ventures and these type of things. And. You know, I just I, the minute I stepped into one of these networking events, I'm like, this is awesome, you know, and then Tony, it allowed him to tap into his creativity. Uh, I think he'd always had an idea and a vision for how he wanted to run and have like the, you know, the best, most efficient, you know, networking event in Chicago. And yeah, putting our heads together and, you know, me dragging his vision across the line, I think is kind of the best way to put it (laughs) how how critical though is it and i'm just talking about anything in general because obviously you and tony are a dynamic duo but to have that to have that pattern that or that partner that kind of has the same vision with you so like Mm -hmm. you know so any any doubt or negative in your head you know you guys can kind of bounce off of each other and just kind of encourage so how yes i guess just how important do you think having that person is that has kind of the same vision to where it is or where, yeah. where it's really going. 
Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question, and it's um, it, it's imperative. Um, I think you know, being a good leader, you, you first need to learn how to be a good follower. You know, and uh, Tony and I, we just we follow the, that model. You know, we we know when uh, one of us has to step up, and the other one has to just you know be there to make sure that they got the other ones back. Um, I couldn't imagine doing this without Tony. And, um, you know, when we have, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of other good partners come into our network, like, you know, Dean and Jackson and you guys. So we, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, you know, looking back, had I gone at it uh, alone, I think I probably, there may have been a couple of missteps in there that I would have taken without, you know, Tony's ear or caution or uh, guidance that, that he's been able to provide that. Yeah. Uh, it's a fragile thing when you're building a business, you know, and it happens, happens all too often. Uh, but thankfully, you know, Tony did help guide me through a lot of those missteps. And I think I've helped him guide. Now that's not to say that we haven't taken plenty, right? but when we have, um, you know, we've been, we've been, a, we've been fortunate enough to have the other person help, you know, bring you back out too, which brings up a really, uh, another really good point. It's not it's not necessarily about having that business partner to bounce ideas off of, but it's also having uh, that person in place that understands what you're going through and, um, you know, is there to motivate you and to help you, you know, through your bad days. Because let's you know, we all have them Um, and, you know, countless times I'll give you a great example. You know, as we were going through the pandemic, um, you know, Tony and I were sitting there in here we're we're sitting here canceling events that we'd been planning for months. You know, we had a fashion show that was in the works. We had, uh, you know, this massive uh, cannabis panel discussion where we were bringing in ex NFL players and things like that. Wow. So we were in the middle of planning these awesome events that we like worked really hard to put ourselves in a position to even produce. You know, it takes a lot of connections, et cetera, to, to get one of these things off the ground. But at any rate, uh, when that hit us and we had our hardest days, we're sitting there like canceling these events and calling these venues and the venues didn't know what was going on and what have you. And Tony and I just both kind of looking at each other and saying, hey, look, man, we don't know what's going to happen, but we do know one thing. Let's practice what we preach. We always say that you know, what is it? 90% of what happens is how you react to things. I don't know. I don't know the, the precise quote there, but at any rate, we, we figured it out and we were just like, look, man, we have, you know, we have control over our attitude towards this whole scenario and we're getting hit really, really hard. And we're going, you know, we're having to cancel things, which, you know, a, uh, a magnificent event you've always wanted to create, you know, now you're actually having to cancel it. I mean, it was just like the worst. Right. And uh, we barreled through it and we just made a promise to each other that we weren't going to let it, you know, get us down or what have you. And every day, you know, we kind of made it a game uh, where one of us would call the other one by like seven o'clock in the morning, you know, Hey, how's it going? What's up? You know, Hey, you know, got five minutes. Let's, you know, what's, what do you got going on for a day? Okay, cool. You're going to make sure you go get your workout on. Okay, cool. Hey, you know what? I know you, I know that you're working on your weight there. You know what? 
make sure you're, you know, you're eating the good snacks. So just doing a little, the little things to, to help each other out and be a good business partner. And uh, I can't tell you how many times, you know, those, those quick little five minute conversations or what have you, you know, took, took what could have been a horrible day and just made it all right. Stuff happens, but I still got some other stuff done. And that's pretty cool. Well, and it's, um, first of all, I'm, it's, it's awesome to see that you two just definitely put your egos aside and listen to each other and like whatever, whoever has a better saying or idea of this or that. Um, it's cool that you guys can just, yeah, like I said, put those egos aside and listen to each other. Second, um, I go to the same gym as Tony P. So if you ever need me to, you know, make sure that he's in there working hard, I can. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So he's not, so he's not giving me fluff. Hey right. man, we got a meeting at nine o'clock. Oh, hey, no, it's not going to work. I'm, I'm going to hit the gym, and I'm, I'm always like, okay, yeah, you know what? If you got to go to the gym, you got to go <laughs> to the gym. I get it. But now I got somebody to double check on him. Make sure he's not pulling something on me. I like that. That's he's like, send, send me a video. Make sure he's at the gym right now. <laughs> I'll see him running. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, so you two are definitely the um, networking kings of the city of Chicago. If you had to label yourself as a dynamic duo, like whether it be superheroes or cartoon characters, what, what would you label you and Tony as? Ooh, wow. Uh well, let me think about what I would label as as, but I tell you, other people label as as probably dumb and dumber. Um, but uh, yeah, you know that's a that's a that's a that's a good one um, because we both, uh, you know, we both carry our own weight to to some extent. So it's not like a Batman Robin type of situation, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So I'll have to come back to you on that one. Maybe like a Batman Superman. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you, um, we have we have definitely discussed, uh, you know, I, I, it can go by a lot of different names or what have you, but a yin and a yang. OK. You know, um, so we, we've discussed, you know, why exactly, you know, how we complement each other and why it works. And, um, you know, it's helped us uh, take to, to different levels and what have you. And basically the way we look at things is he can find like the 0.001% of things that could go wrong in a situation where I always act as if, you know, everything is going to go perfect. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm always diving in the situation. Oh, it'll work out. We got this. You know, we've done this before. We'll figure it out. And he's sitting there just like, well, what if it rains or this is, you know, it's like, Dude, how did you even come up with that, man? What if there's I mean, a global or what if there's a global pandemic that hits this world and might cancel all of our events? Like Tony, what the hell are you talking about? That's totally oh, that's 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 totally him. And I swear it's like there's gotta be there's gotta be like some sort of job out there. I haven't found it yet. But this is this'll be Tony's Tony's job is where you just sit somebody in a room and you tell them the situation, You're like, all right just come up with like the craziest wildest thing that could go wrong here, you know, so we could start like preventing against it. You know, Tony would, Tony would nail that. Uh, but man, I tell you, he's, uh, you know, he's pulled it because of that though, you know, because of that, those red flags he throws up, man, he's, he's gotten us out of some, uh, some pickles. That's for sure. So. Well, and then you guys, you guys actually, uh, you know, 
I felt like adapted pretty quickly with the virtual, because uh, that's when we had Tony on, was he told us all about, you know, the virtual schedules mm-hmm. that were coming up and, you know, where people could find it, uh, and, you know, now that, you know, they were all just, everyone's in their house now, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was really cool to see uh, you guys, like, make the best of a really shitty situation. Like, every time I talked to you guys on the phone, you guys were super positive. You guys were like, hey, it's, you know, like, what are we going to do? except for move forward, you know, and I thought that was a really cool mindset to have, but how did you like, like, I mean, you guys talking every day probably helped, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, like what did you like find it where you guys were like, where you were starting to get like Tony and be like, Oh no, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I I, (laughs) totally, um, you know, and that's when, you know, that's when for whatever reason, you know, the, the yin and the angle will flip for just a moment in, in time. It'll, it'll stop, you know, and he'll, he'll come to his senses and slap me out of it. Right. Uh, every once in a while, that'll every, yeah, every full moon, I guess that'll happen or whatever you want. Like to call a lunar it. eclipse or whatever. The lunar like... eclipse that, that will happen. Um, but yeah, I would, I would also add that, um, you know, a couple things that definitely helped out because you're right. Um, you know, during the pandemic, but we also um, we invested heavily and launched the software company, um, and then in addition to that, um, yeah, we migrated the um, uh, the in-person events to, to virtual, which was uh, an experience in its own. And uh, part of that was was definitely uh, staying focused. And I'd say outside of just our, ourselves, you know, encouraging uh, e- each other, uh, something that he did uh, that was very helpful for him was um, he had a coach you know, that he also talked to, uh, every day that helped with his, uh, eating and his, um, you know, just someone to bounce ideas off with and everything. Um, and then me personally, um, you know, I always advocate running to anybody that can, can do it. I mean, if you can get out there and run, um, you know, a lot of, some people do yoga or what have you, but, um, but that's something I do that helps me, you know, stay focused, realize, okay, it's never as bad as it seems. And uh, the other the other piece of it is, uh, you know, what, what did he, what did Tony tell me the other day? I was I was sweating about something, you know. Speaking of one of those examples, we had one the other day, okay. But yeah, well, I was looking at, I was thinking about something, and I was building a mountain in my mind. Okay, how are we going to do this? It's 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 unsurmountable or whatnot. And he, and Tony, you know, he's wise. He he came up with this this one liner with me. He's like, great. Like, how do you eat an elephant? I said, how do you eat an elephant? Tony, I'm trying to look at this mountain, man. What are you talking about elephants for? It's like, how do you eat an elephant? It's like, I don't know, man. One bite at a time, dude. Just one bite at a time. That's how you eat an elephant. So that was his advice to me, right? And I'm like, it took me a second. I'm like, "Uh, okay, that's kind of like the, you know, if you're looking at doing a a marathon, you got to take that first step type of thing, right? That's what you do. You know, hey, and, and no matter what, if you start taking that first step or taking that first bite of the elephant, and that's what just it just makes it funny. You know, it brings a smile. It's like you can now you think about biting an elephant. But at any rate, if, if you do that, you know, it's like you take a couple of bites and next thing you know, well, it's just not as big. Yeah. You know, and, and you, and, you know, your focus narrows a little bit and you start seeing the end a little bit. You know, um, 
so that's something uh so that was an example it's like all right so yeah take one bite at a time there you go greg uh are you a sports fan me oh yeah so okay so you know how like every now and then they'll have like build the perfect quarterback so it'll be like aaron Rodgers' arm michael vick's legs or whatever and like joe montana's uh brain something like that if you had to build the perfect marketing event what would it consist of uh the perfect marketing event you mean networking event or i'm sorry networking event yeah Yeah. the perfect networking event oh man this one probably get me in a little bit of trouble but it would have to i probably have to say like uh it would be the whip rooftop. Ooh. It'd be uh yeah, carnival's food. Ooh, oh yeah. That's some good stuff, man. Um, you know, it'd have to be uh the liveliness of bounce, like the atmosphere. Oh yeah, that's a good place. Okay. You know, Tom always gets it always gets a bump in there. Oh my gosh, liquor sponsors, man. I'd have to you know, we got we got some good things going on with uh with some new uh Templeton Rye and uh but Grey Goose was always uh you know they've come through it for us for all the years and they always bring uh bring some entertainment and pour some good ones. Um let's see here, you know, as far as uh, uh you know guests are concerned, entertainers, you know, we, we definitely like um the energy. So I would say one of the best things we ever had, and we're actually uh trying to put this onto the calendar for fall. Uh, would be um, our fashion theme. So, so yeah, we've had a couple of, uh, we've had a few events now where we've had, um, you know, a fashionista, if you will, uh, a designer come in and then they would have their model showcase their, uh, their designs and their clothes. So obviously that creates some entertainment, lots of, uh, lots of cameras and, you know, action, that type of thing. So maybe, maybe that type of a theme, you know, um, no, no, did that, did that answer your question? Yes. No, no, that was yeah, great. That was awesome. Have, have y'all ever thought about doing like a, like for everybody that comes like a nineties dress theme. So everybody would dress in nineties clothes. You know, that's, that, that is so cool. Um, I, I definitely think that, um, the audience is there. Um, I think it would have to fall under, you know, maybe not our, our networking brand, but what we're doing as as we build the community, uh, we're definitely looking at the different subgroups of people. So, for example, we have a cannabis focused uh, event at the end of the month. Right. Um, and then, you know, we've done real estate events in the past. So I think for this, it'd be more of a social. Right. You know, right. and 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 to make it uh, a little bit more interactive. Uh which is pretty interesting that you bring that up because we do have, we have partners that are exploring different type of models like that. And I'll uh, give you an example. They have a, uh, a picnic at the, uh, at the beer, uh, uh, the beer cade, I think it's called. So at any rate, um, and what they're, what they're trying to do is, you know, take this, take this network of people, obviously put them into a social environment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, create talking points, you know, whether it be 90s, 80s, whatnot. This stuff, it helps bring out your personality. And when you're networking for the first time, you can say, all right, yeah, I guess jeans, man. I, I rock those. I know what's going on there. You know what I mean? Oh, geez. Right. You still got those pump uh, Reeboks? Oh, geez. You know, I mean, they're, they're still out there. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that, you know, definitely are, are good indicators of, you know, the type of person you are and, and what have you. But I think it's, you know, definitely fit for a, a social environment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. The one thing I would say that you guys do a great job at is the energy, uh, you know, and I know you've said that a couple of times, but there, like, I remember, you know, I grew up in the business environment and the you know marketing world and stuff like that. So then we would, my dad would take me to those events. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like, there was always like, like the eighth grade like an eighth grade dance where there's like you know people off here and they're like not really talking and there's like it's kind of spread out and it's open in the middle mm-hmm. and all this stuff and and then i remember going to my first tony p event and walking in and everyone's talking there's music going it's just like it's almost like a party there's hors d'oeuvres there's everything and i was like wow this is like like I'm gonna bump into Jay Gatsby here. Like this shit's insane. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like it changed my perspective on networking. But I was like, wow, networking events don't have to, you know, make you want to jump off the rooftop that the networking events at. You know, it's it, it's sometimes they're good, they're awesome, and it's always like I always have great luck at Tony P events. Shameless plug. <laughs> No, that's that's great. Thanks for that feedback. Um, and and yeah, it's obviously that's uh, that's by design. And I think that was one of the uh, the real hesitations Tony had whenever we first got going or before we even started. He's like, okay, what if I do this event and it sucks? You know, because he'd already had he'd already built himself you know a good reputation. You know, he was he was going to all the events. Everybody knew him and all these different things. So what happens, and I'm just putting myself in his shoes, right? Like me, all right, it sucks, okay. Greg tried, a, Greg tried something else, you know, because that's what Greg does, right? But for Tony, you know, Tony Peace, it's, it's his name and his brand, you know, it's like if it sucks, all right, well, hey, Tony kind of sucks, not Greg. <laughs> Greg's already gone to the next thing. So, so to that point, you know, I, I realized why it probably took me uh, so long to get him across the goal line. But uh, it was a lot of assurances, too, that helped us get there. So, for example, uh, at the time, I developed a new business partner with uh, Beth Peterson, who uh, who wrote the Tailgate Cookbook. Great personality here in Chicago. Uh, awesome person. And uh, we were working on some projects around that. And we were also working on a uh, getting her uh, going with a new marketing company, Yummy Network at the time as well, which involved, you know, uh, tastings and these type of things for alcohol companies. Well, so we put all this together quickly and we said, hey, you know, Beth, how about you come on site to our first Tony P event and while we get a mixologist, you know, interview them on site and have them make up these awesome cocktails for everybody. You know, so it's a talking point. It's in the middle of the room. It brings everybody together, you know? Yeah. And then, and we, we added that element, right? And then we started thinking more about more elements. Uh, we, we had one group that was going to be a sponsor. We said, hey, you know what? This is our first event. You know, can you do something out of box? They brought a, um, what do you call it? A cotton candy machine. Oh. Ooh. You know, we had a, uh, we had a florist um come and they decorated the room with flowers um so i was like tony you know what else can i do to make sure this doesn't suck man (laughs) (laughs) you know uh so at any rate we kept on we just added on these these 
you know, these different things. And I think, I think what, uh, we, we ran into a point where obviously we hadn't made any money yet. Um, uh, it's a new venture and obviously we're hiring people we're paying this rent we're paying this. And, you know, when you're starting off, you, you know, money's, money's tight. And so we had this big question mark. It's like, okay, we're going to have this, we're going to have this first event. And uh, we're already, you know, nervous as could be. Tony's a basket case. And he's actually, you know, he's kind of freaking me out a little bit. But we kept cool. Um, and uh, so we're having the first event. And we had this big decision. Okay, do we get a videographer or not? Okay. So videography is like hundreds and hundreds of dollars versus some of these other things. It's just like maybe 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there, right? So it's like, and it's only good if you plan on using it and plan on having more events, right? Yeah. So we're sitting there and I'm like, all right, man, this isn't going to be a one-time thing, man. We're going to, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to, we're going to go all in, you know, that's, that's how I would put it, you know, in that situation. Uh, And I said, we're going to get the videography videographer. And if, if he has to videotape 10 people for the whole night, then that's, then so be it. So at any rate, we we made the arrangements. We had it all set up, and yeah, thankfully we had a, a couple hundred people come through the door, and uh, we had that first uh, that first video. And because of that risk, you know, and then being able to go and post that video, and it just it brought everybody to the network. You know, people took us seriously. People got you know people were excited about it people started offering ideas sponsors started coming to us liquor companies wanted to work with us venues wanted to work with us and it really was just because we you know we took the risk on that big investment of the videographer you know out of the gate um and that helped us you know the next time we went and talked to a a venue at apogee right we're like hey apogee's like well who are you guys you're like, Ugh. you know, the first time we tried to talk to him, then we got this video. Well, hey, no, this is us. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. You know, so um, and on and on it went. And so it helped us. It was a, kind of a snowball effect. Right. But we had to we had to build that first, you know, thing for things to cling on to. So for like for ideas for your uh, events, do you guys have like a creative team or is it literally just you and Tony P banging heads together and figuring stuff out? It's it's Tony and I banging banging heads together, uh, figuring stuff out. Um, you know, obviously we're we're always open to ideas, um, and when people come up with cool ideas or whatnot, we'll incorporate it into into something. Um, you know, it's it's more than just uh, you know being able to say, hey, I want to have this type of event for this type of person or what have you, um, because the the first event uh, for say an industry or, or a group of people you know, you'll be lucky if you break even. Very lucky if you ever break, if you break even, right? right? So so it's pretty much an investment uh, at that point on your behalf, right? So you have to, you have to look at the longevity uh, of that theme or that group of people or that industry uh, to, to see if it could, you know, uh, keep an event going, right? Gotcha, okay. So, so yeah, we we take we take a lot a lot of that into consideration. Um, but as far as like getting creative, we feel like we have enough base uh, base themes. So like your regular business networking, your cannabis, your real estate. Um, you know, we got wine and shy. Um, 
So we feel like if there's a really good theme out there that's relevant, uh, you know, we can incorporate it into one of those four brands. But if it's out of this world, I mean, yeah, by all means, um, you know, for example, uh, some other events that we're thinking about about doing it, you know, more of a social oriented event, maybe on a Friday, Saturday night, you know, maybe we're working with some clubs and maybe we're getting, you know, we're selling some uh, table services and everybody's getting a good deal on that, you know, type of thing. So, yeah. We're open to ideas and uh, we like to put things together, um, you know, and bring things to life. So, all right, I got two ideas for you. Jimmy, at, at, at the top of my head. Yeah. Um, like, a, uh, so you could do a, I mean, you could, like a 30 and younger young entrepreneur networking event. There you go. Okay. Um, I like that. And then also, uh, so there's like speed dating. So you could have, so this would probably be like a big, a big scenario, a big event where people will come up to us. I'm just saying us, Jackson and I, so we could, Jackson and I could be hosting it and they have 30 seconds. So we interview them for like 30 seconds and it's like recorded or whatever. And it's on the intercom. They say who they are, what they do and all that. And then we kick them off and then it's just like next person up, next person up. So would that, so is that two different events? It could be. I mean, you could mesh them together. You yeah, could, you could. Make yeah. Well, so so I, I love the, the young entrepreneurs. So idea. So what I would ask, you know, is say, OK, with with your young entrepreneurs, do do you prefer to be around other young people? Is there a reason for that? I right. Would, I would say so. Yeah, because we I mean, we're always looking for people around our I guess type of field looks like, oh, like maybe we can network with them or mesh with them or like if someone else has a uh, like they're creating content or they have a podcast, it's like, hey, they could we could have them on and then vice versa, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, a young entrepreneur, so people that are like going and experiencing a lot of this, a lot of the same things and could potentially partner maybe on more of a barter level uh, type of um, type of scenario. Yeah, I can definitely, I can see that happening. And then as far as like the, the speed dating thing, I mean, that's, that's really awesome because you could, you guys could set up a table, you know, and we've done this before at events. We did it at, uh, one of our, um, cannabis events where, uh, the, uh, the red Ivy team came in and the face of Chicago business came in and they, they did interviews and they interviewed a lot of the guests, a lot, a lot of the, uh, you know, like the speakers, we had a couple of speakers that night. We had some good sponsors. So they, they interviewed more the, the higher echelon, I guess, guest, if you will. Okay. You know, so, uh, but for example, for you guys' show, if, uh, if you guys wanted to do like a little bit of a speed dating scenario, my suggestion would be, yeah, let's figure out an event where you guys can come set up at Tony P's event. And you know what, we'll pick out maybe, you know, six, seven people, however many 30 second shots that you want to do. And we'll run them by you. You know, you guys can get a bunch of clips and that type of thing. So we're always happy to help promote. Um, reminds me of uh, one of my business partners uh, that we that I've worked on uh, called The Big Banter. It was a project uh, about three or four years ago. Uh, it was a business variety show. And one of the things that we did to promote it was we set up a podcast at the event. And, yeah, we had like 10 people come through and, 
you know, the host interviewed them and did little snippets and said, okay, this is what you can expect at our, you know, our big live extravaganza, if you will. Yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. Who, who was hosting that? That sounds familiar. If you can say, if you can't, we'll edit this part out. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it, uh, you know, uh, J.D. Gershbein. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, because I was like, why is that? I'm almost positive. Yeah. 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 J.D. was, he was cool. Uh, we did a couple uh, things with him on their stuff. Um, well, it was called Big Banter. So did you name it after Jackson on purpose? <laughs> yeah, no, that was a that was a fun one. You know, we uh we had an idea for a business variety show and went back and forth on what to call it. We wanted to keep it, you know, fun and entertaining and light, but we wanted to uh, definitely get some good, strong business acumen there and, um, you know, some good nuggets for the audience to take away, et cetera. Uh, so we were doing that through a uh, skit comedy and uh, music and a whole variety of things. Yeah. We produced a show at the hard rock cafe um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um but now you actually you have a podcast right? yeah yeah i do um so i'm on the face of chicago business uh with tony arcy so his uh his organization his group uh just phenomenal uh what he's done he's got this really cool concept where he turned uh he turned his whole house into a studio um which is pretty cool because every time you go in there you feel like you're you know, you're on the 70th floor of a, of a building in Chicago or something like that with it's all art deco and everything. And, you know, instead of a regular picture, he'll have like a, a TV monitor or something like that. Right. So, but at any rate, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been working with him, um, you know, over the years and uh, uh, over the, uh, throughout the pandemic, um, you know, we decided to take a step back and really start uh, creating some content. I knew this was something that I would, I needed to do and it would, there was no better time to do it. Um, so it was, uh, it was time for me to, to take a look at a lot of the things that I'd learned over the years and, you know, all the pros, cons, good, bad, ugly, if you will, and then uh, reach out to, you know, some individuals that could help explore these challenges that other people might be facing, right? So um, we dug into it. Um, we titled the show The Science of Business Development. So it's uh, it's long-form content where we're really digging into, you know, specific uh, types of sales activities. Um, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is take a look at all the different ways to market yourself, essentially, right? But then once that marketing kicks in, you got that person's attention, you know, what's the next steps? How do you reel that person in, right? What's the science behind it? Because the marketing is a lot of the art, right? Sales is when it's like, okay, I got the fish on the line, you know? That's where talent comes in to kind of get them in, get them into the net, you know? And if your marketing is on Facebook, it's like, okay, well, you got a different way of bringing in that fish once you've captured them on, on, you know, or podcast. Well, hey, that's a different type of person. That's a different type of individual. Let's talk about that, right? So that's what we we're really exploring on the on the podcast is really digging deep into, okay, if you're using these type of different marketing channels, you know, what is that next step to ultimately to, to bring in and close that deal? So, for example, I brought your dad on and he was talking about social media and LinkedIn uh, we explored his book and we talked about his tactics, etc. And, you know, for him, you know, he would set up a team 
and he would go at it through LinkedIn in a very systematic way as if you're playing a baseball game. Uh, I mean, it's brilliant how he broke it all down. Um, but those individuals, once you got them engaged with you on call LinkedIn or social media, that's a whole, you know, it's, it's you have to use a different type of finesse to ultimately bring that person in and, you know, create a business uh, relationship with them. Then say if that person, you originally met them, say, at a networking event through somebody, you know, through a referral, right? And it's like, okay, well, you got to leverage that referral. So, anywho. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your favorite part about having a podcast? Because I feel like there's a couple different aspects of people that people get into doing a podcast for, usually to help people, usually to share ideas. And then there's always like that other thing, like, you know, and it's different across the board. Uh, but what, like, what would you say your like favorite part of like doing the podcast is? So so for me, it's it's how I can express myself creatively you know, and, and generate content, like getting sitting down and like writing, you know, probably isn't the best format for me. I like, I like interview style. And then there's, there's specific, you know, challenges or initiatives that I really want to dig into with, with a thought leader and try to try to figure out some, you know, resolution or, you know, something to at least try. Right. So that's what's fun for me, because I'll take these examples, you know, that that people are struggling with when it as it pertains to uh, sales and lead generation, you know, um, and then we'll find that thought leader. We'll find that expert and we'll go back and forth and we'll figure out, OK, what's something worth trying, you know. Um, so for me, it's, uh, you know, really digging in deep to to solve, you know, specific sales challenges. Um, and it's a way for me to, uh, get some of my thought leadership out and, and generate content in a format that I'm very comfortable with, uh, and how I like to, how I like to see content as well. So, um, yeah, that's what the podcast is for me. And as you know, so it's not a, a lot of people adhere to, okay, I need to do one a week and they get this rigorous schedule going and they read you know, something where it's like, hey, if you're not producing new content on a regular basis, you're going to lose your audience and listeners and everything else, you know. So that that is definitely uh, someone who's trying to aspire to, you know, build a business out of their podcast. You know, that's that's the mentality you have to have. You're I mean, it's go, 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 go build that audience. Right. Um, whereas my content is more like, OK, this is a this is a serious challenge, you know, that that people are having. Uh, in a smaller, more niche community, you know, but hey, we're going to explore that. But before we get into that, you know, that niche issue, there's a lot of general information about, you know, your your sales leader. How did you get there? You know, what did you do? What were, you know, who are your thought leaders that you who are your mentors, et cetera, et cetera. OK, now let's attack this Facebook pixel issue because it's really keying me off, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. So, Yeah. <clears throat> Cause, cause I always say like, it's, I mean, it's obviously slightly different for us. Cause I mean, well, we have more like of a broad, like we talk to everyone at, like from different walks of life that have, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it's very much for me at least. And I mean, it's probably different for these guys at least slightly, but it's all about the conversation for me. You know, like that's mm -hmm. what I look forward to every week. It's like, I'm having two conversations with like, you know, if, if, you know, there's not that many weeks where we, you know, get to sit down for an hour, you and I, 
and just chat and I get to learn about, you know, your journey and your life. And then, uh, you know, again, you know, adding and sharing those ideas with other people, because I mean, there's got to be at least, you know, like a handful of, you know, the billion people that live on this planet uh, that are over a billion, obviously, but they're, you know, that have a very similar experience to you guys and can relate to that. You know, they, you know, like to hear that. So it's, it's all about like having those conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, you know, the game changer, but, but I, I do like that, the, you know, exploring that uh, niche issue for people like that very specific one. Cause like, yeah, we sit there and we, we fuck around with TikTok and shit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> right. So, all right. So Greg, so we, so you're, you're the stuff that people watch to wake up in the morning. I'm the stuff that people watch to fall asleep at night. Fair enough. Oh, oh man. If people <laughs> no, watch us, not... when do they wake up? I'm <laughs> yeah. terrified for the rest of their day. <laughs> all right. So Greg, we've talked about uh, your networking. We've talked about just uh, your business and now podcasting, but I want to talk to Greg, just the normal everyday Chicago. And how long have you been in the city? uh wow so i moved up here in uh 2003 so i'm originally from southern illinois uh centralia um about 45 miles east of st louis and uh yeah i went up to went to eastern uh which is in charleston illinois so i was working my way north ended up in naperville uh for about a year and a half and then uh got my big chance with rh donnelly yellow pages um yeah, in, in 2003, got my break, man, and I uh, I moved down into the city and uh, did that thing for a while. And then uh, uh, when the when the wife and kids came along, we decided to move out to the suburbs. Um, so do you like all Chicago sports teams? Yeah, you know what? Um, that was quite the adjust, uh, adjustment. Uh, so it's kind of a funny story, actually. So when I came up, uh, I was obviously, I was a fish out of water. Uh, I had a goofy accent. I have a little bit of a Southern draw. Really comes out after a few drinks. Um, but at any rate, uh, you know, so people just knew I was I was a little bit different than, than a lot of the Chicago uh, folk, if you will. Um, so what was I saying? About um, like. Liking all Chicago sports teams. Yeah, all Chicago sports teams. So, yeah, sorry about that. So, at any rate, to, you know, just, so I, I was already fish out of water, right? So, I wanted to I wanted to get along, and I started going to the Cubs games with people, you know? And it was awesome. A great experience, and it just, the Cubs sucked me in. It was like, like that 2004, 2005 year and what okay. have you. Um, so, yeah, it didn't take very long before I was running around with people and we were going to all the different games and what have you. And I was a, a hardcore fan of, of all Chicago sports. Since I didn't grow up here, right, a couple of things. One, you know, um, I, didn't, I didn't have any animosity, you know, like some people do. You know, like if you're a Cubs fan, you, it's not enough to be just a Cubs fan. You have to dislike the Sox. You know, or something like that, right? right, right. It was like, ah, you know, whatever, man. Hey, I'll, you know, I like the Cubs a little bit more, but yeah, I'll go watch Sox game, no problem. You know, uh, but it was the it was the people I grew up with that, that really disowned me because everybody's a Cardinals fan. I'm a Cardinals fan, so okay. I yeah, it's like growing up near St. Louis. I was curious. I was like, oh, is he actually a Cardinals fan? But I can understand like moving to the city and so. Yeah. But in, in my defense. I was never, I was, I was never a big uh, sports guy following sports or watching sports uh, before college. Um, I was always involved with them, played them, etc. Um, I went to a lot of Cardinal stuff, 
But there was this one time that my parents took me and my brother. Uh, he's a couple of years older than me. He they took us to like a, a Six Flags. And they had this uh, like, you know, uh, sports illustrated cover where you, they dress up the kids, etc. So my parents dressed us up. And since he was the older one, he got to wear the Cardinals outfit. And I had to wear the Cubs outfit. Uh -huh. And it was like a Sports Illustrated DeKalb rivalry, you know. Yeah. So so to my to my defense, I was like, man, the first out first baseball outfit I ever wore was a Cubs outfit when I was like four <laughs> years old. It's not my fault. When you put that when you put it on me, it was just meant to be. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, all right. So now, okay. So you have an open night in the city of Chicago. Where are you going for your perfect dinner? So if you could have any any dinner in the city of Chicago, where are you going? And and or just a drink, or both. Man, you you're really gonna get me in trouble now. I mean, I just like I just like to hear about cool spots around the city. You know, I, I got to tell you, um, you know, there's. It, it obviously depends on on the mood and and the environment and the weather. There's so many factors that go involved. <laughs> you just want an answer though, right? right? So, all right, I gotta tell you, I'm a, I'm a burger guy. Okay. Okay. So, um, and right now, you know that that burger at um, at Bounce is pretty pretty stellar. You know, uh, so that's a good place. Um, and then if you're looking for a little bit more upscale, these type of things. Um, I, I'm, I'm really big into, uh, you know, things that have been around for a while, right. The people that, you know, are part of the, the, the city culture and everything. And there's a lot of really awesome flashy new places and what have you. Um, but I'm also a steak guy, right. And if I'm going to go and I'm, I'm going to have a steak. Yeah. I'm going to Kinsey chop house. Ooh. Okay. See, I've never been there and I'm, yes, I could eat steak and potatoes every more, every, every meal. So Okay. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're just, the, they're the original, man. They're right there behind the merchandise mart, right off of Wells, you know, uh, the GM over there. Uh, yeah, Chris, he's awesome. I mean, he's going to remember you. He's going to come up to your table. He's going to really take his time if you're trying to pair a wine with one of their dishes, you know. Um, we've had a couple events there. So, you know, I am a little bit uh, biased and uh, we've had some good times over there. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm heading. Gotcha. Okay, Kinsey Chop House. I'm jotting that. But down. now, like, you just got you're you're like you're like in the city, and you just want to grab like a quick drink, just a quick drink. Where's your go to? Like, yeah. one of your favorite place? Is it just grab a drink? Something. Uh, yeah, like something. Uh, something cool to um, you know, maybe catch a little bit of a view, maybe get a little bit of scenery going. You know. Um, I tell you, the Godfrey, the IO Godfrey is really, really pretty awesome. Um, you know, cause you can go up there just about any time. Um, the it's, it's great hospitality. It's always, a, it's always, you know, uh, a very affluent crew there group there. Um, so yeah, food and drinks are always outstanding, but the view, you know, is pretty awesome. It's one of the most welcoming, uh, rooftops in, in Chicago. So um, and it's and it's cool how it sits back off of the city, so you can you can get a great view of the skyline, and it's uh, you can go up there anytime, just about. Oh yeah. What is what is your drink of choice? Oh wow, uh, drink of choice. So so yeah, I'm a I'm a beer brewer. So oh, no way. Okay. Yeah yeah. So um, 
I you're, go, our second, you're our second beer brewer we've had on, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, and that's another another way of expressing creativity uh, for myself um, is by going in there. Because once you do enough batches, it's it's kind of hard to screw it up. <laughs> okay. It always ends up – someone always ends up drinking it, you know? <laughs> so, so but, uh, but, yeah, you know, I um, – it definitely depends on the season, you know, um, but I would say, you know, overall, I'm, I'm a double IPA guy. Oh, okay. Double yeah, IPA. Oh, yeah. Get it bitter. Get get it up to about eight and a half percent. Oh, my God. Know? Oh, yeah. Have like have like two or three different types of hops in there. Oh, yeah. See, I, I can't do too many hops. I stick to if I'm going to drink a beer, it's a light beer. Yeah. That's all good. You, you know, explore the wits. You know, I mean, because here's a here's something people don't realize is that beer is much much more complex than wine. I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get shot now for saying that. Just by your wine and shy people. I know, I know. <laughs> well, see, wine. Oh, you talk about marketing. Oh my God, wine has wine has fooled everybody all these years, thinking okay, pair the wine with the food. And they just dominated that, you know, because the wine's supposed to be so complex or what have you, right? And then you come to find out, like, they have this whole beer revolution, and next thing you know, it's like, wait a second here. There's, like, a million different types of ways to design, like, one style of beer, you know? It's like, with wine, it's like, okay, got grape got this <laughs> no it's i know it's i know it's a lot more complex and i'm probably just giving them a hard time because i don't make wine otherwise i'd be all about that but no the beer try out some of the wits and uh some of the fruity notes or the nut notes or something like that it's, uh yeah i like the citrus ones i, I can get into like mm-hmm. a citrus like uh like i like the i like son of juice because they made that one less hoppy Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, it's something about that. I will. And I think what really turned me off, cause like I would like, I've tried IPAs and stuff that I was like expecting it to taste like a bottle of cologne and it <laughs> didn't, you know, you know where it's got that super bitter and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, I just felt like elf walking through that section of the mall. Uh, but it was, uh, it was once I, it was cause I grew up in Indiana mm-hmm. and there was, um, yeah, three Floyds three right Floyds, there. Three Floyds, three Floyds, and three like Floyds. They're, yeah, they're it's one of the originals, man. But they're all like, like yeah, Alpha King, and but when you look at like uh, Zombie Dust, like that one, that one, it just tastes so bitter because of all the hops. I can't drink it, and my uncle would just like down cases of it. Which, first of all, that's like an eight percent beer, which is insane that he'd just like sit and drink like five or six of them a night. But it was um. Uh, like the like, I can do like the bourbon ale beers and things like that, but uh, yeah, and you know they they continue to experiment with uh, like you were just saying, like uh, they're now they're fermenting the beers, or they've been doing it for a while, like you know wine and you know whiskey barrels and things like that to pick up those notes and things. But it definitely is. It's a, I mean, it's just a, it's a journey, you know. But you see now you go from like the Bud Lights or the Miller Lights or whatever, you know, you get it, you start getting into like the Blue Moons and some of the, some of the wits and some of the wheats and things like that. Cause you like that sweetness or what have you, but that's when they start sneaking in those hops. And then it's like, wait a second, 
I want to get some of that bitterness. Where does that come from? Oh, I need to, I need to, yeah, get to the pale ales. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I like blue moon. I, I love blue moon, but I like anything orange. That's why I like sonic juice, you know, I like, you know, it's kind of like coffee, right? Yeah. Like some people, some people, you, you know, they'll spend five minutes waiting for their coffee drink, you know, at Starbucks or whatever, because it has the right amount of sugar, milk and caramel and everything else. in it. And I'm like, no, I, you know, I'm drinking this. The, I want to taste the bean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't, milk. What the hell? I don't know where that milk came from. You know, I want, I want the bean. You know? Yeah. So, so at any rate, that's kind of like that's kind of what you get into whenever you start getting into like the pale ales, because you take away, you know, all the the milk, cream, and sugar and stuff like that, right? You start yeah. getting into that. I completely get that because if I make a cup of coffee, I like I'm oh I always drink it black. But but if I go somewhere to get a cup of coffee, I'm like, it's kind of stupid to pay six bucks for just a black coffee. So (laughs) but like but I refuse to wash some work. Right. Yeah, put yeah, (laughs) put in some elbow grease and get me my coffee. No, it's uh it's because like I, I, I don't wanna like I won't even put like the flavored cream or anything like that because I always I always taste it. I'm like, nah, this tastes like shit. Like I did it wrong. I don't know how I did it wrong, but I will pay for do someone perfect, to do it. Right? Yeah, they're like <laughs> down to a science. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Greg, I have one more question to get you in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. Hit me. What's what's the most overrated tourist attraction in the city of Chicago? Overrated tourist attraction. Like you know, like when those people come into the city and oh like, yeah, yeah, oh I know exactly what you're like, talking about. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, come on, you got to you got to go with like those double, double buses, man. I don't ever see anybody doing those things. I see <laughs> promoted all over the place. It's like the one tourist thing that I have not done yet. I've checked I've never, out everything. I've Oklahoma. never done it either. Yeah. I've never, but that's like the one thing that you see all over the place. But like, I can't say that I've ever done it. You know. So something's not working. And I'm pretty, you know, I'm an adventurous guy. You know, I want to do all the different touristy stuff in my city, you know? Right. But they haven't got me yet. So they're missing something. Have you done that? No, but I would I would be down to do one of those because I do like the like like if it was like a historical tour or they have some of those ghost tour ones that look yeah. really cool. Uh like if I was answering that question though, I was like you said what's the most overrated tourist attraction in the city of Chicago. Immediately, I was like, the fucking bean. It's a giant silver bean. It's a giant silver bean that everyone touches. And then they were like, oh, no, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And it's like, yeah, because everyone had to touch the fucking bean. (laughs) It's like, it's ridiculous. It's a giant metal bean. That's it, guys. That's all it is. And it's not that mind-blowing. I think it's actually a a cloud. The artist meant for it to be a cloud, and he's pissed that everyone calls it the bean. He's like, it's not it's a like well, why'd you make bean. it look like He's a like bean? sitting in his little like he's like, oh son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's different. Um, I've you know, there there could be worse. I mean, the faces are pretty far out there too, you know. Those oh, yeah. are a love hate thing. You, you people either love those things or they're like, yeah, those are horrible, you know. I'm just trying to get my face up there. Everyone's yeah, yeah, how do, Everyone, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's worth uh how do you how do you do that? I don't know, and everyone's always so happy out there too. Like, just show some real emotion. <laughs> so, but I will, I'll, um, I will give a shout out to. Uh, I've always been a fan of the architecture tours, the boat yes. tours. Oh yeah, yes. Going through the rivers, I think that's a. I, I mean, that's something that doesn't get old. 
I'm no. I'm mad I'm mad when I went on it that I didn't take like a notebook with me because every time I go downtown mm-hmm. I'm like oh I know that building was super significant and there's a super cool story about it but I can't tell you what it was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I uh, I think I think what we can take away from this episode so far is that we all should get together and go on a bus tour just to see. If it's even worth it, <laughs> yeah, we need to do like a, you know, we need to do a post and give our feedback on it and be like, hey, look, we know we gave the bus people a really hard time <laughs> on this podcast. Was it because we don't like you? We just don't understand you yet, you know? So we decided to take that extra step and be good Chicago Samaritans and, and try out your bus tour because you've been trying to sell me one of those things for years. It hasn't worked yet. So maybe, maybe this is it. <laughs> Exactly, I'm so and in. and and if and if anything, we can probably get uh, Hubio into that industry and be like, hey, you know, maybe this isn't working. Maybe your marketing isn't working because every time I see him downtown, they're empty. There's like <laughs> seven. There's like seven or eight people on them. Yeah, and you, got, you, you got the boats and the architecture tour. People like hanging on the sides and stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. something's not something's not added up man so right uh so uh for tony p's uh networking events you can check those out uh tony p's networking events.com right is that that's tony p's networking events.com yep pretty simple guys so you very simple um and then tony p's networking um you know and then you you guys cross you guys cross share the green and shy and all that stuff because there's green and shy there's wine and shy if you like cannabis as much as I do you should check out one of the green and shy because that one is I sat through a couple of those uh, the virtual ones I have to get to like one in person you said there's one at the end of the month is that in yeah. person. Yeah, at Bounce, we're we're having our uh, our first uh, cannabis uh, event. Uh, yeah, we're we're bringing back the brand. We're uh, we're doing a, a couple of things, a couple of moderations. Uh, we're actually gonna have more of a national appeal to it. Awesome. So so unfortunately, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sunset the uh, the green and shy, Got and uh, and and yeah, come up with something probably boring that would appeal to the entire nation. Because that's what actually happened. Um, so through the pandemic, you know, we we've always been Chicago people. Yeah. You know, and then what ha- and when the pandemic hit, hit and we started migrating the the network into the virtual environment and started experimenting with that. Well, the awesome thing was that a lot of people that had come and gone over the years and moved on this and that place you know like oh this is great i'd love to see you guys it's been forever you know and this was a channel that they were able to do that so and then we we started realizing wow we got we got different pockets of you know communities you know other networking communities out there even you know uh what's kind of this uh, a similar type of vibe and what have you that me and tony are are doing right so we start tapping into them and um it's been great because it's uh it's allowed our our brand overall to become more of a national brand and uh so that said you know we think the cannabis piece of things are gonna you know as uh as you know the regulations and the the laws around it except you know et cetera et cetera more states adopt it it's gonna it's gonna have more of a nationwide appeal anyways with with that being said when we interviewed tony he promised to get us on a networking event uh down in miami on a boat so you have to hold that to him and go ahead go ahead 
So, yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's funny you say that because I was looking, uh, I was uh, looking at one of my buddies who's down in uh, Fort Lauderdale and he's involved in, in the yacht industry. And uh, we've had conversations with them before. Um, and yeah, it's, it's there. It's for the taking. You know, we could we could have a Tony P event on a yacht uh, out of Fort Lauderdale or Miami. Uh, no question. Uh, the only reason we're not doing it tomorrow is because right now it's event season in Chicago in our backyard. And we're, we're cranking these things out every couple of weeks. Now, come November or something like that, when we get out of hurricane season, and that type of thing. Heck, yeah, we're all going to go and, you know, probably probably give ourselves, you know, a good couple of months. So a lot of the network in Chicago, yeah, they can figure out travel arrangements and things like that. Cause I think, I think this group will travel. We had quite a few people go down to Houston with us. So, I mean, I, if there was an opportunity and it's like, Hey, let's go to Florida and get on a yacht and network. I mean, who in the hell would say no to that? That's right. That's right. So yeah, we, I think we could, uh, we definitely got the connections down there to do it. And, um, you know, right now it really is. It's just about, um, you know, bandwidth and trying to crank out a lot of good events in Chicago while we still have this weather. Cause we know how Chicago is. It's, I mean, <laughs> you know, we got the weather and we got a pandemic, you know, like nipping at our heels every day. It feels like, you know, exactly. so we're, we're, uh, we're doing what we can obviously within, uh, within, you know, the regulations and the stipulations and all that, that's, that's safety first. Uh, but you know, we're, we're, we're maximizing every opportunity we can. And, and, you know, eventually either the weather or the pan pandemic's going to kick us out. <laughs> we're going to have to head down to Florida. So whichever one comes first, I'm looking forward to it. Greg, it was talking to you and I'm looking forward to seeing you on a double decker bus with us. You know it. All right. Awesome. So thank you again for coming on. Uh, this was awesome. I think we're at like an hour-ish, uh, but it was awesome talking to you. Hearing the Greg side of everything, we got Tony's side of everything. So it's nice to get the full picture now. Well, uh, you, know what they, you know what they say, don't you? What? They say, you know, there's three sides to every story. You know, their side, your side, and then the truth. So now, now you can listen to what Tony said. You can listen to what I said. You got to, all right. That's what really happened. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was perfect. We can, uh, yeah. So check out his podcast, uh, check out the events coming up and, uh, let us know, uh, what you thought in the comments. So, uh, thank you again for coming on and, uh, we'll see you on a double decker bus. <laughs> with us obviously no we're not sending you away on one Andy, i'd rather yeah. hang on to the side of the architecture boat <laughs> all right guys be well right. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. You.